Hey everyone, we are back from a long hiatus. Back better than ever. That's right. You know what? We're back. We're full of energy. We got a few things we're going to talk about. It's been a man. It's been what three weeks? Four weeks since our last podcast? Three weeks? Four weeks? It feels even longer than that. It feels like a long time. Yeah, because our last podcast was the uh, the beer was the beer review, the Virginia yes. Beach Brewery review. We had the beer run. Yeah, oh, back then, in July. Yeah, and, yeah. And that was a that was an exhausting podcast because we were so stuffed. We were a long twelve hour day of drinking. But it was incredibly fun though. <laughs> I would I would do it again. Mm. Definitely do it again. A lot's happened since our last podcast. Uh, we've kind of missed it. I mean, we have seen Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, you know, but we're not going to we're not going to give a review of that that ship's that ship is uh has sailed. That train has taken off. Yeah. So it's no, there's no turning back on that. Yeah. Uh, Comic Con happened. Obviously, a lot of news out of that. We're not going to comment on all that. That's old news. Uh, so we're going to skip over all that stuff. True that. But. We have been going out just because we haven't been podcasting. Say isn't to say we haven't been going out and doing stuff. Uh, we've got a few new re- venues we're gonna we're gonna review for you guys tonight, uh, and then we got some thoughts on the Rio Olympics because Olympics just happened. It just ended. Yep, we didn't. Grant, we weren't podcasting in real time or you know, but we'll we'll talk about our general views and how the whole thing went, and then uh, we got some new NFL news that popped this week, and that'll kind of uh, that we're gonna talk about uh, in regards to in the NFL and. Uh, you know, domestic violence and domestic abuse. So uh, it should be a good cast, everybody. So stick around and uh, let's get started. So uh, Friday night, we all went out to the dish. Me, you, and uh, international D man. Yep. Uh, I, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, it was a Swedish German flavor. Uh, they had a we. Let's see. We ordered. Uh, we got some drinks at the bar. Uh, nothing spectacular. A couple of Captain Cokes. Or no, you had Captain Coke. Yeah, we had Bacardi and Coke. A little background story: The mm-hmm. Dish is on Shore Drive in Virginia Beach. It used to be Club Cabo. That's right. It was Club Cabo back in the day. Yes, yeah, it was. Right. It used to be Club Cabo. Um, it looks like it has a um, American meets Sweden. I guess probably mm-hmm. when the people that own it are from Sweden because there's an American clock and there's a Sweden clock in there. Yep. Set to that. And she was, about, and she was asking about the Swedish soccer team. Yeah. We were watching the Olympics. No one has about the Swedish <laughs> soccer team unless you're personally invested. Yeah. Well, what's great is like when, when you know. Now, God bless her. She's you know she that's her team. I get it. But how are you going to come to a bunch of Americans and be like, "Hey, the Swedes beat America today"? It doesn't make any sense. Like you, of all the countries, hey, how'd the Swedes do? Well, I don't know. It's like what? Come on now. So um, beyond that, though, look like Wednesdays there is the place to be because mm-hmm. on Wednesdays they have their little steak thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, with the meals were like two steaks mm-hmm. for some kind of price. I didn't look fully into it, but the steak is like a ribeye steak. They have for Wednesday nights there. Mm-hmm. I'm after definitely of a day. I'm That's off. That's right. They have like a. It's like a steak and beer, or steak yeah, and wine. Like it's our meat night because they have yeah. all these different like cuts of beef that are on the menu. Mm-hmm. With call different it. butters, yeah. and different and sides, they, and they have a pretty decent wine pairing list too. Like they're selling bottles of wine down by the main entrance, and yes. like they pair a lot of wines too. So I mean, there's definitely a place to maybe check out if you're looking for maybe a, a couple's thing to do on Shore Drive. That's not. Everybody talks about. I mean, I would check out the dish. Yeah, it was definitely really good. I think for me, I was a little disappointed in my. I mean, we got so I got the uh, the ribeye, the eight ounce ribeye. Uh, so I'm a traditionalist when it comes to steak. I believe a steak should be salted primarily, and they did like a did like a sweet or sugary glaze on on their ribeye. I yeah. mean, it wasn't awful. It just it was for me that 
I, I didn't like it as much as I like a traditional. I guess traditional. I understand. Yeah, I put the yeah. glaze. I put that like that buttery glaze, the sugary yeah, yeah. glaze yeah, yeah. on my steak, and the steak was okay. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was prepared, it was it, it was prepared well. Oh yeah, I, I mean, it was I mean, cooked exactly. Rare, I asked for medium. medium well, or medium rare, and it came out nice. Yeah, yours are redder than mine. Yeah. Yours are redder than mine. It had like, asparagus. Uh-huh. And it had mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes were uh-huh. delicious as well. So, no doubt. it was. And I think their mashed potatoes had some crab meat in them, too. I know. I got kind of scared about International D, man. I, I did, too. Yeah. To... I was like, I, I felt like... sort of way about that. Yeah. But <laughs> I was wondering. He, he, he didn't say it. nothing. <laughs> yeah. He made it through. He was no weird signs. I was, that was paying attention because he's International right? D, man. He's allergic to the shellfish. His throat to close up. And yeah. Like I was kind of giving that look like, I'm wondering if this is crab meat. Or is it just some kind of thick potato that's kind of stringy like crab inside that I don't yeah, know about? I was, like, I was like, this smells like crab meat in here. But anyway. Well, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe yeah. he had some itching. Maybe he was. But the portion was check good, though. Check was, like was great. It was, yeah, because I mean, it was an eight-ounce portion. And I thought the portion was good. Before that, we did the um, the meat platter. They have like an appetizer meat platter that has all kinds of hams and it's prosciuttos okay. and mozzarella. For the price, eh. Yeah, I mean, it was good. I mean, For the price, no. Start. For the price, no. Yeah. For the um, price, no. <laughs> Uh, what else? I mean, the service was good, friendly. It was uh, bartender. We were at the yeah, bar, yeah. so I mean, yeah. you gotta temper it how you would like. You know, what I mean, um, I know when I go out to eat, I like eat at the bar. Yeah, yeah. My, I get service. The service we usually better at the bar because yeah. the person right in front. Well, then of me. it's hard. You never want to be the guy sitting by himself at a table. You know, in the middle. Fair of the enough. Front. You know, I mean, but we weren't the only one. We were it was three of us. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we could have sat at a table. We chose the bar anyway. We watch television. That's yeah, what we yeah. chose to do. Mm-hmm. But that was the dish. Um, next place that we went to. We went to the new bar. If you're familiar with the beachfront, Virginia Beach beachfront, between located between um, what what street is it? What street is located between? I think uh, not 17th Street, but it's 19th like, and 20th. I there think. you go, 19th and 20th. It's where the old Deja Blue used to be. Yeah, it used to be Deja Blue, and now it's called like the Tiki or Mark Tiki or I think it's Mark Mark Martiki or something like that. Something like that, and it's um, it's okay. If when you go in there, it's a nice little setup. You can tell it's brand spanking new. You know, a lot of staff in working that night staff, a lot man. of staff like to the point where like they were like just kind of all hovering around they're kind of swimming on each other yeah but at the same time it was a new place and i understand how new places are mm-hmm. you could tell who the managers were they have a little decent dance floor you hear that guy at beachfront there is a dance floor yeah there's actually a decent sized dance floor and the, and the, and the, and the dj was good too. dj was good he was playing some good music it's spacious i gotta say like the ambiance is there like it, uh, they had the, uh, the led lights and like the um the bar changes colors. Yeah, and yeah, and that's all side it's, panels and the, the bar. The all we're all white, and uh, everything else is black in there predominantly. The liquor prices there weren't outrageous. No, no, not at all. Not bad at all. Nope. And with they that, got a nice you know, little deck too outside where you can kind of sit down outside and watch people walk. Yeah, by watch people. Stuff. You get people watch. Yeah, and probably hear some music. You know, so it, it, it's okay. Hopefully, I mean, sadly, it opened up towards kind of the middle to the end of summer. It yeah. didn't open at the beginning, so it probably didn't slate, inslate itself as a place to go. Because if you're telling me that, I if you ask me would I go there again, I would tell you yes, I would go there again. I would go there over maybe the edge or the box. Oh, absolutely. Or like that. I haven't been in chemistry in a very long time, so I can't say if I'll go into chemistry or not. Yeah. But I know the edge and the box. When you walk inside, there's kind of smell of old drunkness. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it seems like the crowd actually goes inside the tiki bar, I guess, is they're they feel like they're a mid-20s crowd i'd say so it, it didn't yeah, feel yeah. like a really young 20s like the rung 21 up club like i'm I'd say even 25 though, yeah six the and one thing too on top of it so it's when it's spacious too lots of bar space 
So you're not like there's not like a hundred like hundred people cramped around a tiny bar trying to get like two bartenders' attention. So there's adequate bartenders, plenty of bar st- space. The bathrooms were really clean and really spacious too. Like it, it's not like going to the block where you walk into the bathroom you don't want you don't want to touch anything. You know there was it was very very clean uh, bathrooms. They served food apparently because they had uh, those seats. Those people that were sitting up top. You know they were serving food. It was looking like, good. They had some good like looked like they had some pretty decent dishes. It was too. looking good. It looked, the yeah. food was looking good. So, and like uh, the chef, they actually had a guy out there in a chef's outfit and running around. So, I mean, it looks like a, it's a pretty legit spot. Um, and then, like I said, the mu- the music was good. The atmosphere was was pretty hot. And I, I was, I think, maybe we stayed a little longer. Maybe more people showed up. I mean, there was a decent crowd by the time we left. I mean, it wasn't packed by any stretch, but there was more, more people were starting to filter in around what we left around eleven thirty, twelve o'clock. Probably. Yeah. To be fair, this place, it due to its size. Yeah. Yeah. If it was like the size of Edge inside, or like chemistry or something like that, the place would seem a lot busier, That's and we feel on top of each other. It's, it's, Due to yeah. the fact it's so spacious in there, you don't feel like you're on top of each other in there. Mm-hmm. So there's a that would that would probably take away the idea like oh man, the place not busy. The place has a lot of yeah, like, it has a lot of room. Unlike, to give. You know, like for example, you got like lunacy. Which is a large compound, but the way that they section it off, the spaces in between are very small. Like you know, like remember, like Lunacy. If you go upstairs, the little club area, that club area is very small. Uh, there's that downstairs bar. The, the, the biggest spot in Lunacy is the the, the sand pit where everybody plays um, cornhole and volleyball. But you know, but from the outside, it looks very big. Then you finally get inside, everything is really partitioned off. Whereas here in Martiki. Uh, it is definitely a very large space. Like, there's no way around it. And you're right. If you're, if it's not, it it, it make it's very it becomes very noticeable if you're not if it's not completely packed out. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, beyond that, I mean, if I had to give it a rating between one to five, I'll give it a solid four. Yeah. You know, for it being a new place and it's mm-hmm. established itself. The staff they were very attentive. The bartenders sure were on top were. of it. Yeah. No doubt. You know, in the, you could tell the staff they're having a good time. They're dancing around. Mm-hmm. And they were also helping out and making sure that our drinks, when we needed drinks, they were there. Mm-hmm. And the drinks, we didn't get, they didn't get chivy, chintzy mm-hmm. with the liquor either. So, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I, I plan on probably going back. Definitely, if we're down the beachfront, dip our head in there and see what's going on and see if it's gonna, if it's getting a little bit better in there because it, it deserves a l- more than what it's giving. It's just, it's just so, so new yeah. that it just hasn't hit yet. I think word of mouth will grow, and it'll probably get probably grow. But I mean, what's unfortunate is nothing in that spot has been has really worked out lately. Like Deja Blue looked like it was going to work out for a while, and that place closed down. I can't remember what used to be in there before it. Uh, to be uh, fair, I, I think it's just the it's the beachfront itself. Because yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah. about right now, this beachfront has what today's the 22nd. Yeah. So you have maybe two to three more weeks, and then yeah. it's going to die. That's true. And then places that have been there forever yeah. will survive. Well, locals go to local spots. That's the way it's always been, you know. So hopefully that, like, we were talking about when we were there that maybe they should have a sign up front. So like, hey, we're open. Yeah, exactly. Hey, dance floor. Well, they have all hey. that space on that deck, you know, because it, it, it looks like a big wooden wall. And they could have put, like, a big sign out there or something that really captured, you know, you could have put the menu up there since they serve food, put the menu, the drink specials. I mean, they could have put something up there. Who did, which DJ is playing that night? Something to get to grab more people in there. Yeah. So I mean, it's definitely definitely caught. Definitely, if you're down to be front, dip your head in there. See what's up. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it, you know, it's if anything, it's it's a it's a it's a nice break from the block at any rate. Okay. And another place that we went down to at the beachfront as well was Calypso. 
Bar and Grill. Now, Calypso's been around for a while. It has been around for a while. In fact, I used to be a friend on the, of theirs on Facebook, and they used to get updates from them all the time. I don't know if they got rid of their Facebook page or what, but it fell off. And uh, But I remember, so I became friends with them back when I in my late 20s. And I remember it was a it was a, it was a local spot. It, I mean, it attracted a decent crowd, but nothing crazy. Like you'd go in there and you'd see like a few locals having drinks, and the there was only one main there was one main bar inside, and there was like a small and then uh, there was some outside. There was like a, a small outside bar, and they usually had a live band playing, but it certainly wasn't crazy. We wandered in there last Friday, and. We were pleasantly surprised at how big the crowd was. I mean, they've got they've they've since put two bars in the main in on the inside, and then they they uh, looks like I don't know if they're just this this particular night there wasn't any live music playing, but they had a DJ playing uh, who was and he had, was mixing some really good music in there. Oh yeah, and uh, the crowd was just lively, like real lively, a good mix of locals and tourists. I mean, it was packed. It was deep. It was. It was very deep. The bars, yeah. every bar was full. Mm-hmm. Bartenders were just working. Bless yeah. their hearts. They were working really hard mm-hmm. trying to make it all work out there. I mean, the music, like I said, the music was pretty decent. And it was just a good mix of people. Yeah. Like, you're just, if you're looking for the live spot at the beachfront right now, I would say that's the live spot. There's no it dance really floor is. there. There's yeah. no dance floor. Well, it's, so, of the places we've talked about, you know, over the, la- over, the, over the summer as far as spots go. So, we talked about, like, we talked about the, 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 um, the shack, not the shack. Is it the shack? We went us down there off. Yes, yes. So we talked about the shack, and the shack crowd is a very specific crowd, right? Like yes. It's, you know, it's it's basically young, very young, fresh out of college, predominantly white, like frat frat sorority sorority types. Would you agree? Yeah, very much so. Yeah. So then, if, then, it's, it's a, if it's a demographic, and then we've been to the block again, which is the block is more punk rock, a little hard, a little much harder feel, like you know. Harder, no, no, no. I would say more younger, yeah, immature. You know, it's just rowdier. Yeah, rowdier. If you're you're wearing t-shirts and you're wearing t-shirts and jeans, that'd be a place to go. Yeah, no one's wearing button-ups in yeah, there. No rough. one's. I'd say it's a yeah. mix between hip. I mean, hip hop and punk rock. I mean, it's, there's strange smells. A lot of dark yeah. places in there. I mean, yeah, people aren't. You're literally on top of people. People are literally on top of yeah, you. I mean, it's, it's for it's for young kids who don't have a lot of money, who just want to get drunk and don't really care otherwise. You've never you got, been to a bar before. There yeah, you go. Then down the north end, you've got you know your your spots like Catch Thirty One, Loggerheads, which draw a much more mature crowd. You know you're, you're talking your late thirties, yeah, thirties. Yeah, you know you're you know the oh, who yeah. just want like not necessarily a quiet drink, but because there's music playing in the background. Correct. But, you know, but there's no dance floor there, yeah. really. But it's a mingle. It's more of a social experience. Exactly. So what was it, what I liked about Calypso was it was kind of, in my opinion the perfect blend because like. The music was good, but it wasn't so overpowering that you couldn't have a conversation. Like we were, because we we met some people that night. We had some yes. good conversation, some good talk. Yes, we did. Um, the the crowd was like was I would say between the age of twenty five to thirty two. Okay, and like they were like laid back local types. Like there, it wasn't that young, aggressive, like rowdy. But it wasn't. That, well, there was a bro section. There was a well. There was a bro section. That's true. <laughs> but for the most part, but it, but it, but it wasn't that older thirty something mellow vibe either. It was like this perfect blend of in between. Because like we started outside, right? It was really chill out there. In fact, you saved a lady her credit card because this girl's credit card just. Straight up sitting out there on the table yeah. for everyone to, it's so to awkward. see. So like you noticed it, I tapped the girl on the shoulder and she like she was very grateful. Uh, her and her friends. 
But then we moved inside, and we got trapped in that corner It would around the bro squad. Yeah, definitely a bro squad. <laughs> definitely a, a bro squad. If you haven't seen Sasha's Party of the Way, like this squad is definitely a certain character in that film. Spoiler. <laughs> I, I would say I'd be surrounded by a, a bunch of douches, if, if, if you will. <laughs> yeah, that'd but be then, it. But there was a bro, definitely a bro squad. But then like we got to talking to the one chick. Uh, you said her name was America. I'm pretty sure it was Erica. True that. <laughs> I was drinking for a while that night. Yeah, so we were. Why we, not? Yeah, but I mean, it was. I mean, you could have good conversation. You could have like you could listen to good music. If you wanted to dance, you could dance outside, which some girls were. Yes, uh, they were. There were some yeah. girls out there dancing, and shaking stuff. it. But it, I think I don't know. It was a good blend. I don't know. What do you think? I, th- I think it was great. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to say bad about Calypso. Calypso was a good experience. Mm-hmm. With um, the drink prices were okay. Mm-hmm. The experience, like I said, on a, we were there on a Saturday night. Yeah. So it was definitely busy in there. And you're right. It had a good mix of locals and regulars. So, I mean, just definitely if you're down that side, that'd be a place to go. Yeah. You know, between that and the shack, I think if the weather's good, go to the shack. If the weather's not so good, then I'd probably make my way to Calypso. Calypso yeah. got the room. So, all right. Now, that being said, because we've talked, we've hit, we've kind of reviewed over the summer most of the oceanfront hotspots right correct so we've got it's now august 22nd we've essentially got two more weekends until the end of summer right labor day is usually considered the official end of summer of summer right yeah which we know that and the oceanfront that's usually that's the great american music festival as well yeah but if you had one more summer night to go hit and hit your your like if you want to start off the night with a restaurant and then two clubs to hit before you call it a night where, we, where are you going? I'd probably do loggerheads. Okay. I like, I like me some loggerheads. Because mm-hmm. it's a good burger. And yeah, the wings yeah. aren't bad either. And then you, you get orange crushes or pineapple crushes or mango crushes. The crushes all have flavors there. It's great. Okay. And then probably go down to the shack. Okay. I enjoy the shack. The outdoor feel. If the weather's perfect, like tonight outside. Oh, God. This would be a great night to go to the shack. Yeah. You know, if, you know this would be perfect weather. You just kind of hang out outside and you mingle. Okay. Yeah. So you're gonna spend your whole night at shack? You're gonna migrate at all? Yeah, I mean, my whole time at shack, I'm just gonna set up a little place with the bartender. Mm-hmm. The bartender knows who I am, and I can keep getting drinks because the shack, the bar area is probably the flaw there. But I would set up a place where I can get my drinks, no yeah, problem. Yeah. Bob. Nice, nice. So one place, oh, one place I did go. That I didn't, you, you didn't get a chance to come with me, but I did go to Repeal, uh, Repeal Burgers and Bourbon. I gotta say, man, place is legit. Like you, like they, they did a nice job capturing that speakeasy feel, and you go in there and it's all whiskey and all Burma, dude. And they, like they make you your, they make you your whiskey drinks to order. They have a menu on there, like they have pre, like pre-made cocktails that they do. But you can go in there, and you can get like an old fashioned, and you pick which whiskey, which bitters that you want, and they serve it to you like special. And they have like a list of like combinations that you can you can try. It's pretty nice. And the burgers, I did their basic burger, you know. It was on point, I gotta say. Okay. But so that being said, I think if I was gonna do mine, I think I started repeal burgers and bourbon for my dinner. Because I, cause, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, loggerheads and repeal are very, they're tied very closely for me as far as burgers go. Okay. Um, but I, I think I'd do repeal because it's more central. So I kind of, it gives me the option: do I go South Beach or do I go North Beach? Yeah, <laughs> you're right there. Yeah. So, uh, I think I agree. Shack for me, but instead of staying the entire night at Shack, I think I'd make Shack my starting. Like I'd go, I'd go repeal. And then go to the shack, do start off with some orange crushes, get the butt kind of get a nice little healthy buzz then going. Go to, then you probably make your and way down to Calypso. Yeah, and finish the night at Calypso. Because I, I can see that. Because I find that the, I mean, 
I had a, we had we had a good time at the shack. We met some cool people. We had some conversations. But I think that the crowd there gets very young and very like, you know, very. Hey, I'm the I'm the most important person in the world, kind of. Whereas when Calypso, the people were more down to earth. And I find I found that we had a much we had a much I think we had a much better conversation and much more time mingling with folks at the at the Calypso. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. But that, that being said, we we do have two more weekends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. We've got to we got to find time. That's what matters. Come down I'm to. I'm hoping that once some, I'm hoping once fall hits, we know what we need to do when the, when the fall hits. That's when we need to do our Norfolk Brewery tour. Yes, because that's when all the fall like the fall brews are going to be out, and it's going to be a good time to do a, the the Norfolk yeah. brew, brew run. The, the yeah, we're going to definitely do the brewer run on September. We got to do that. We got to make it happen there. I got once I give you, I'll give you my work schedule because I'm going to be gone for a lot of September and part of October, and November. Okay, we'll figure it we'll figure, out. We'll figure something out. Oh, we will. Oh, we will. Um, so that hit that that covers a lot of our our summer stuff. Actually, let's let's talk one more thing about before we get off of venues in the summer. Of all the things that you did this summer, what, what what would you say is your probably your like? What's the best thing you've seen or done this summer since you know? Ah, I don't know. Um, it definitely was the beer thing. I enjoyed yeah, the beer thing we did that day. That was a lot of fun. It was man. a lot of fun because it was just different. It was like exploring. It didn't cost a lot of money that day. We saw a lot. We experienced a lot that day. You know, I mean, just mm-hmm. dealing with between beers, the environments, because every brewery we went to was different. It was. It was a completely different. So you you dot you got the feel, but there was that common thing when you go in there. Everybody, you feel welcome. Yeah, yeah. There was never a brewery place I felt. Oh, well, other than that little the one place on Laskin La- Road. Yeah, Wasser Hunt. All right, uh, all right. Dude, I've been telling people. All right. I, was talking, I was talking to a girl. A girl. She was a coworker of mine. She was like, "I got, I got you got Wasser," and I was like, "Don't go, don't do it." Like the beer's okay and the service is awful. Don't do it. I mean, but beyond that, every other place we've been through, we're good. I mean, I even went back to um, Home Republic once, whatever, and they had a happy hour where they the happy hour they sell a burger for like seven dollars. Oh, really? Yeah, Not a much. burger and fries for seven bucks. You go back and have the wings. No, I didn't get the wings. I just got the burger. Okay. I just got the wings. I, I mean, I just got the burger. But, like, they sell everything, you know, and I fell in love with the pineapple grenade beer this summer. Oh, yeah. Um, right. Definitely yeah, yeah. My, my weight shows. But, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I feel I drank more beer this summer than I ever did yeah. in my life. <laughs> Every time I go somewhere, like, pineapple grenade, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Applebee's near my house sells it on oh, tap. Oh, for real? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's like, Applebee's, I'm like, yeah, give me a little grenade. And I drink, like, two or three of them before I go. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a problem. I have, a, I have a problem. I have absolute problem. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, like my alcoholism has definitely jumped a few notches. Because uh, <laughs> I drink a lot of liquor, but for whatever reason, pineapple grenade got my heart right now. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think for me too that that brewery tour was by far the highlight of the summer in a lot of respects. I mean, uh, my trip to Monterey aside in the middle yeah, of summertime that doesn't count. Yeah, this was uh, that was a, a huge highlight. All right, let's move on to another big summer event. The Rio Olympics, the 2016 Rio Olympics. Yes, it did. So I think you and I both agree that the venue was less than choice. The le- yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! When you're having to worry about riots and robberies and dead bodies on the beach, toxic water, uh, your when your dive pool turns algae green, like second or third day into the event, I, I don't think we could have picked a worse event for the Olympics. It's just how corrupt. The yeah. IFC, the I, IOC is. The yeah. I can't. I, I'm speechless. The only people more corrupt there is the FIFA. FIFA, they're more corrupt. Oh, uh, for FIFA or the, the soccer folks? Yeah. You're talking about? Yeah, yeah. FIFA's more corrupt than them. So mm-hmm. they're not the most corrupt people. Good job. Um, but at the same time, the Olympics itself, though, a lot of people came in very reserved. And the Olympics actually went off without a hitch. 
Every it did. every yeah. event happened on time. It did. It was never a delay. Yep. And that's really good. And then the Olympics itself, which I told myself, I'm not going to watch the Olympics at all. I was that guy. I was like, fuck Rio. Rio yeah, yeah, pissed yeah. me off. The idea you guys are going to do this. And, and then no one's – I feel bad because now it's Monday. And the Brazilians that live there, I mean, they're still happy because Brazil won soccer. Yeah. See, that? someone told me that they got kicked out by Germany. They, no, they lost. They played against Germany and they beat them. But Germany scored like five goals on. Well, they first. won. Interesting. They won. Well, you know, I mean, the, team. the big. You know, I mean, they like Brazil won, and they had a huge party. But like Wednesday, not today. Wednesday, when they wake up, and they're gonna realize that the tourist is gone, and everything else. Brazil, work as a world. We're gonna forget about Brazil. Yeah, and Brazil will well, go back into the when, shit. When, that when they, they realize that they've built all these facilities and they're not gonna make their money back on any of them. Well, the plus side <laughs> on this was on the facilities that they built, they made them so they could easily be broken down. So then oh, they could they? break these. They could yes, they could break these facilities down so they use these pieces to other places. That's other smart. Yeah, other yeah. places <laughs> in Brazil already have pieces of these so, buildings so you mean, you mean, on reserve. You mean new new favelas? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I mean, uh, hard spare parts for ran, like ramshack. Homes, is that probably? I mean, well, not even that's for like actual buildings, but I mean, yeah, it's yeah. it's something else. But like, beyond that, you, you had like, uh, you know, United States clearly had the most medals of all oh, medals yeah, yeah, bronze, yeah. gold, silver. I mean, they had them all, mm-hmm. they were top medal count of all of them. Then you had um, other countries, Japan had a really good time, yeah, they were loving life, man. Japan had a really good time, they were just loving it, but uh, you know, it, it all, you know, then you had. Beyond um, Michael Phelps, dude, talk about talk about a story of greatness, man! Like to show up and then we get your twentieth and your twenty first gold medals. Twenty second, I think. Twenty yeah, second, twenty third. That's right, because you got one more that and then the night after, right yeah. after. So I mean, uh, well, I thought, so we'll get to Brian Lochte in a minute. But what well, I, I thought was interesting watching because the only reason I stayed up to watch that event, I'll be honest, I wanted to see the new Rogue One trailer. That was the main reason I stayed up to watch the event, but. <laughs> When they were advertising, you got bribed into watching it. <laughs> but when the when they when they advertised the event, they advertised it as if it was going to be like a close rivalry. Like they thought that Brian Lochte and like Michael Fife were going to be fighting it out for the gold medal. And Brian Lochte came in like fifth. fifth, not not even a close fifth, fifth, like straight up like way back fifth. Um, but talk about just a story of greatness, man. Michael Phelps, the guy's what thirty two. Yeah, I he's think so. Thir- he's in his thirties. And to win this many gold medals, now granted, genetics plays a lot into this. Correct. We talked about this the other night. Like you can train really hard to win a sport, but sometimes. But genetics, I can't train. I can't train to be six four. Yeah, and have a like a like an eight foot wingspan. He's like, like his wingspan is like seven feet. And, yeah, you, know, you, you you can't train that. You can't. But I mean, at the same time, I tip my hat to him. He's he's Olympian. He, he makes is, it happen. He is no doubt. An is he the greatest Olympian? Well, I don't know about that. A lot of people say he's a great Olympian, and I don't really say all that. But there, no one, like, we were talking about this, too. We'll, we'll talk about Usain Bolt here in a second as well. Like, there's nobody on the planet right now who can rival Michael Phelps. Like, maybe that, maybe that greatness has been, has been born, and maybe it's being cultivated right now. Maybe. But right now, Michael Phelps is going to hold records for a while. He will. Yeah. And, he again, will. and that's the same for Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt. Again, genetics, right? Now, the guy's, Usain Bolt, the he's, goat. He's the, guy's the goat. Got a, he's got, the guy's got a, 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 a gait that takes like any, an average person two steps. to For every two steps, or every one step he makes, it's two steps for the average Olympian. That's genetics. Yes. So, again, 
right now, to our knowledge, there's no one else out there that can rival Usain Bolt. Bolt he's the GOAT. <laughs> yeah. he, he, Usain Bolt's the GOAT. A lot of people, like, they say Michael Phelps it's is. And I get it. Amer- hunter gatherer of all time. I get it. <laughs> I get it, Americans. We want the greatest Olympian ever to be an American. I understand. But newsflash, the greatest Olympian ever is Usain Bolt. He really is. Usain Bolt is not the idea that he has. The, it's not the gold medals he has. It's how he wins them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, it's. I'm setting world records smiling. His, like, a couple years ago when he set the world record and he's, like, running, beating his chest as he's going across the finish line, setting the world record. Excuse me? Yeah. While people behind him are running for their life. This year, you, if you Google it, Usain Bolt, you'll see a picture of him running and he has time to look at the camera and smile. It looks like he posed. Yeah. Running full speed. And you're seeing people behind him running for their dear life. Yeah. Like, he actually takes the time to look around. Like, like they tell you when you're a runner, like, just stay focused on the finish line. Don't worry about the looking right or left or whatever. You just run your heart out. He's just like, oh, oh, whatever, you know. And the part about it that trips you out the most is if you watch him run towards the finish line, he slows down. He's not, like, going across the finish line at dead sprint. And he's, like, slowing down, like, a good, like... 20 yards later no 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 he's slowing down within like five ten yards after the finish line mm-hmm. already like posing for the cameras yep. and have his hands out out spread because he know he won there's no one there he quoted saying that i wish other people ran faster so i could run faster that's crazy no like when you know you're the fastest and no one can no one can challenge he's your 30 speed. yeah he's 30 like, I mean, and he says he's retired now which i feel that wait a minute usain bolt technically you come back in four years no, but hold on, though. Again, four years is a long time. Four years is a long time, but That's at, the same time, at the same time, <laughs> um, one thing true to anybody who knows sports, football, baseball, basketball, once you're fast, you're fast forever. I don't know, man. Once you're fast, you're fast forever. <laughs> Unless he tells like an ACL or something like that, once you're fast, you're fast forever. You may lose a step. Yeah, but why not go but out? But you're not. Like, but why not go out right now while you're on top? You know, what I mean, it's I kinda, feel you. He yeah. won. He has three. He's won. He's been to three Olympics, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, and he's won gold every single time, no doubt. <laughs> but the shame of it, if he came to another one and outran everybody, still. And and running is a sport where if you're a young man, you have the advantage. Of course, because running takes a toll on your body. Correct. But when you're the but when you're the old body. man, you're the old man. You outburn everybody. That's something else. You know, I mean, and that's why I mean, Usain Bolt is that dude. You know, you got Ledecky, the female swimmer. Mm. Um, um, her name oh, was uh, the the gymnast Simone Biles. Bills. Yeah, yeah. Who, man? Uh, by the way, our hometown Hardy uh, uh, Gabrielle Douglas did not bring her game this year. You know what? Let's not be rough on her. <laughs> she um, she's doing a lot. If you look up an article, or whatever she is, she came back. A lot of Twitter thugs really yeah. picked on her. You know, and remember she's a girl. She's young. Yeah, you know, and it's not fair. I mean, it, she did train really hard. It's just people she trained with on the same team. They brought a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and it sucks, especially Simone, who like swept. She oh, swept. She sure did. Yeah, she swept. It's like her dominance and like. You thought Gabby did good, and you watch her do, and you're like, "Holy crap! This is another level." It's like gym, it's gymnastics at another level now. She's setting a have, bar. Have you seen those memes where they like show gymna- gymnastics like through the decades? Yeah, like how it's evolved, like how like 
you look at like how simple it used to be in like the 1950s. It's like I could have been a gymnast in the 1950s. Everybody could have been a gymnast, right? And now you it's look like at today, whoa. you're like, whoa. Because you got I me mean, every year. You got to really step it up, man. Like, you step it up, and then genetics itself changes. That's true too. Yeah, you yeah. know. So it's and that's why world records records get broken and all that. But the Olympics beyond that, the men's basketball, they took the gold once again. Yeah. Shocker. Uh, they, against Italy, right? No, they played against the Serbs. Oh, the Serbs. Okay, the Serbs. Um, so they beat them by almost thirty points. Oh wow! You know, so it is interesting there. So the gold medal basketball team got it, and beyond that, you know, we received quite a bit of gold medals. A lot of other events, you know. So I mean, all in all, the Olympics itself was a good. It was, it was all in all, the Olympics was good. It was good. It was, good, inter- it was definitely, entertainment. Definitely I would entertainment. say, other than the last couple of years, I would say it hasn't been that interesting to me. This year it was a little more interesting than it was ever. Yeah, the years. there were definitely some. I mean, definitely captivated your interest. I mean, we were we were we didn't take our eyes off it while we were at the dish that night. We pretty much watched it the entire time. Yeah, I'm not, I was I was at a place called um, Big Woody's in Chesapeake. Yeah, uh, it's I, a bar, right? Yeah, they got uh, they have some pretty decent wings, but they had the uh, triathlon on. And I, I tell you, man, that was uh, uh, so the, uh, it was a U.S. one gold. Uh, name was Tor, uh, Jorgensen. I think her name was. It was interesting about it. She was neck and neck with the girl from Sweden. And I don't know. They started talking to each other. Like, literally, like, they were, like, they were, like, kind of swapping in and out, right? And then they started talking to each other. And I was like, what are they saying? And then all of a sudden, Sweden just fell back. And she just fell back further and further and further. And the only thing I can think that she told her was, like, I can't. I can't keep up anymore. And I think she finally said, you got it. And she, because after that, U.S. just took off. And Sweden finished second, but it wasn't even a close second. She finished, she was like maybe a whole 30 seconds behind the U.S. on the triathlon. That's respectful. Yeah. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty impressive to watch the, watch that. I mean, because I don't know if you ever ran a triathlon, but it's no joke. I mean, the, the swimming portion, they swim a shit ton. Then they got to ride 14 miles, I think it is. Like on bike and by bike, and then they had to run six. That's being athletic. That's, yeah. that's a true athlete. Yeah, I mean, they, you're not they, the you're not the goat. Yeah, but you're definitely the but most man, athlete, one of the most athletic. I was like, man, this Sweden US is gonna be close. And then like about you know uh, half a mile into the last lap, uh, Sweden they said something. They said something to each other, and she just fell back, and she wasn't she wasn't longer a contender. Yeah, it was good though. It was a good race. Then beyond all the good stuff that Olympics brought us, we have bad. And when it comes to bad, you had. You had the Olympics. You had China. Their stuff was stolen from them. Yep. You had Australia basketball team. They didn't realize the part of the hotel they stayed in caught on fire because the fire alarms in the part they stayed at yep. weren't working. Two other teams reported of being robbed, not by gunpoint, but it's being mm-hmm. stolen by vandalism. And then there's good old American-made douchebag Ryan Lochte. Yeah, talk about – so, you know, we always joke about the ugly American. Brian Lochte really is the ugly American. He's the ugly First American. First off, let's talk about how he – showed up to the olympics with his hair dyed blue like if nothing nothing screams i'm a douchebag more than spiked blue hair the fuck is that you're not signed the hedgehog yeah exactly so there there was never running you're a swimmer by the way i want to point out too so uh in his interviews in rio we got blue spiked hair douchebag ryan lochte in his backpedaling the last two or three days, his hair is now dyed back to a conservative brown. It's neatly combed. He wears a collared shirt because you can tell his, he's going into hiding. You can tell his publicist is like, "You need to save yourself." And today he did. We just found out he's losing all kinds of endorsements. Oh yeah, so there's no saving you. No yeah. one wants to touch that. Yeah, Ryan so, Lochte will hopefully Ryan Lochte has a has a degree somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> that and hopefully it's like a computer degree where he can sit behind a desk. And not see people because people are going to see him. Oh yeah, and he goes places and people are just uh yeah hi I'm, you're Ryan Lochte. 
I don't trust anything you said to me. Yeah. Well, what's going to be interesting from that is to hear what when the official report comes out, because apparently the two other guys he was with confessed to police because they were you know they got they were held off they held off the plane they okay. were held there. Apparently they told him the real story and they made it back to the states. Now some speculate. I've heard some speculation. And they think that these guys went and saw some prostitutes, and they got, they got robbed, robbed from that you know, by, from by the prostitutes, and they didn't want to admit to it, so they put concoct this whole other story. Ryan Lochte had an interview after he got to the states and apologized for the situation, but his apology was so shallow. Oh, of course, and it sounds so like, did you write this? No, you did not. Somebody else wrote it for you, and you just said it. It it, it sounds so half ass. You know, you're going to go, you come into a third world country, mm-hmm. you fuck up their bathroom, you piss all over the place, whatever, mm-hmm. and then you go lie about being robbed because this, because you're in a third world country because you're a dickhead? Yeah. You kidding me? Mm-hmm. I, it is it, absolutely the lowest of low, and it's a shame for him to be tied in with us, but it's whatever, Yeah. you know? But I mean, I, but this also says something about the Olympics, and again, what I was saying earlier about how we as Americans care less about everybody else. Because you know what? Ryan Lochte did this. This happened to Ryan Lochte. And all of a sudden, let's it's a press conference for this. And is that there was no press conference when China got their stuff stolen. Yeah. There was no press conference for all the other teams that got their stuff stolen. It's just whatever, bro. Your stuff got stolen. Get over it. Mm-hmm. And they had to just deal with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Another funny, um, sorry to keep saying um, but another situation happened there. It's kind of funny that not being told too much around, but. And there's a China gymnast male, and at the time, well, between our podcast, the big thing that happened we always seemed, seemed to skip over was Pokemon Go. Uh, we did, we did skip over. We should have. And it was one thing that I did want to talk about when we were, we were in a podcast a week ago, but I got delayed at work. We were, and it was one of the things I did want to talk about was Pokemon Go. Yeah. And Pokemon Go is the thing that Mr. Figs played, but I do not play because it's not a game. I don't play anymore. But well, I there it play. is. Now the fad of Pokemon Go is fading away. Well, yeah, because it's coming to an end. Because it's going back to right. So, but when the Olympics was happening, Pokemon Go was a major thing, and this China gymnast played Pokemon Go around the village, the Olympic village, a lot. So much that he racked up a phone bill of $5,000. What? Yes. <laughs> and he didn't know he did? He's going to be pawning them gold medals. Is what he's doing he didn't know he did, so he called his company and this, that, and he thought his data charges were a little different, and this, this, that, and... You know, it's, it has to be an amateur Olympic move because a lot of the Olympians, like um, announcers, were saying, like, you know, when you go overseas, that you have to carry your your phone card and yep. this that. And there's certain things you do. You don't bring your iPad there and just keep using your iPad freely nilly. You know, and they lowered his phone bill down, and they they took in consum- they took they took exception to certain things for him and helped the man out because he's representing their nation. Yeah, yeah. But it's like he racked up a five thousand dollar phone bill in four days. And data charges because of Pokemon fucking go. Dude, man, some people really addicted to this game. Like, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I, I caught on to the fad when it first came out because it is kind of fun, you know, go out and like mingle and be like, hey, you know, what did what did you find or what team are you on? And but I'm not gonna lie, I mean, well, for one thing, my account got hacked because I was using my Gmail to log into it. So someone hacked my Gmail, so I had to change all my settings after that. I said I'm not playing anymore. But I'm noticing now, again, school's getting ready to start. Kids aren't going to be staying out so late. So I think, I think the, the fad's about to fizzle and out. It's fascinating way because they keep, Kevin, what I'm hearing from people that actually play the game are saying there's too many updates. And yeah, the updates well, are jacking the game the, up as and well. And the server keeps shutting down, too. Because there's, yeah, there's a lot and there of it is. Too. So I'm lucky I never jumped on that. Good job, so what, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Locke. So Good one job. thing I do want to mention, about the, so we had the closing ceremonies the other day. So for me, one of the things I did catch of the closing ceremonies, which I kind of felt like, 
I don't know. It was kind of fun, but I do feel like Japan kind of degraded themselves a little bit. So, you know, uh, if you haven't heard, Tokyo's taking over the Olympics in 2020. And, uh, it's, you know, the Prime Minister of Japan was going to show up and accept the, like, accept the Olympics to Tokyo. So they concocted this very elaborate entrance for him. It starts with him in Tokyo, and he can't get it because Tokyo and Brazil are like they're on completely opposite ends of the world. So we're talking like a pretty significant travel time. And the whole premise was, well, he can't get to the, he can't get to Rio in time to accept the Olympics to Tokyo. So what does he do? He become he transforms into Super Mario, and they build a green pipe for him to warp through. Ridiculous. And at the, at the, at the closing ceremonies, they put the pipe up, and he actually came out of the pipe and shed a Super Mario costume. Ridiculous. So look, I, I understand Japan is like known for gaming. You know, Nintendo was born there. It's part of their culture. It's part of who they are. But I don't know if I was if I'm prime I don't know if I'm prime minister of a country if I degrade myself to a cartoon character and use a pipe to uh, to accept the Rio Olympics. Like I just think about would, would Barack Obama have done something like Barack Obama have uh, dressed up as what's a popular American game no. character? No, Barack Obama dressed up like nobody. Exactly, he dressed like nobody because he's superstar Barack Obama. He's superstar Barack Obama. Exactly. So, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm just thinking, what would what, 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 uh, what he was seeing? He was seeing the he was seeing the news. Would Vladimir or, Would Vladimir Putin have done something like this? I pay money for that. Probably not. <laughs> I pay money for that. <laughs> so I just kind of was a Russian. I mean, pumper. hey, look, n- no disrespect to Mr. Abe at all. I just felt like Tokyo. Come on, guys, you have a very rich culture. Why did you? Do this to yourself. <laughs> That's pretty good. And you know, another thing was really cool. Like, if you saw, like, the 400 meters um, tournaments, like, when they happened, everybody had, like, the teams would have, like, do opening things. Oh, yeah, because they had, like, a, like an NFL opening for each of them. That was really yeah, cool. Yeah. Like, that was kind of spiced up a little bit. They knew it's, like, I think they did that for every, like, gold medal event. Like, all right, it's about to be gold medal. These are the people competing for the medals. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Don't do that for like the semi limbs and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's like if it's the major one, like that'd be really cool. Like the NBA with the what not the NBA, but the basketball ones, they give them an actual announcement for the Serbs, number of so and so, so and so, for yeah, the United yeah. States, Kevin Durant, and that for this team. And they represent this team and they represent their home teams. I mean for soccer. Do for soccer too. Like, yeah, hey, yeah. this guy's representing um What's the name? Arsenal. This guy's representing Manchester United. You know what I mean? These are real players, and they do this. This may be their Olympic job, but they have jobs outside of it. Tell them, like, hey, amateur boxer, so-and-so, so-and-so, boxes at so-and-so. Give them a shout out to their home countries. How cool would that be? You know what I mean? Hearing that, then you, you would re- you'd watch it more knowing the fact your hometown person, like, from... From Virginia Beach, Virginia, Gabby Douglas. You're like, yeah, holy yeah. snaps! You know, I mean, they would say it on there, and you would announce it, and everybody know that Virginia Beach, Virginia, that's where mm-hmm. she's from. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that'd be really cool. You know, and that's just something I was thinking. But whatever, I'm rambling on. On the next subject. All right. So our last subject, our last subject for the night is we want to talk about domestic abuse in the NFL, and not to bring down the podcast by any stretch, <laughs> but we were talking. So I asked Mr. Locke today, hey. Is there any hot NFL news? Because as you know, preseason is in full gear now. You know, we're starting to look. You know, starting preseason to- fancy football is happening. Yeah, I had my fancy draft, draft last night. Yep. So I mean, so we started talking about we you know what's the hot news, and unfortunately, the hottest news right now is a player out of um, he's New York Giants. New York Giants kicker. They just discovered that he had twenty two cases, twenty counts. Josh Brown kicker yeah. for the New York Giants. He is have twenty. His wife cited to the cops that the NFL that he's had. She's had twenty. Separate incidents of abuse since 
2009. Right, and they're only going to suspend him for one game. One game. Now, if you look at last year, who do we have? It was um, Ravens, right? No, what do you mean? Uh, look at last year. Look at everything. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, there's so many players. Um, you got you got Tom Brady, four games over a cell phone. Okay, yeah. Okay, you're talking about in general. Penalties in general. general. Penalties yeah, in yeah. general, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, you're talking about a lot of players getting busted for using um, the marijuana yep. four games. That's the most stupid thing. It's not just the fact it's not stupid because of marijuana. I know some people believe on marijuana abuse, but the idea of these drug tests, when you get popped for a drug test, they tell you when you're about to get drug tested. So if you still get popped when they tell you I'm about to drug test you and you still get caught, you're stupid. Right, but, uh, but I guess I'm, let's more specifically but, uh, domestic. Uh, be, domestic abuse itself, Ray Rice. Yeah. You know, yeah, we saw the, if you haven't seen the video, you know, most people seen the video of him hitting his wife twice and yeah. carrying on side of the elevator and dropping her on the ground. It is a terrible video. Don't condone it at all. But his career ended after that. Yeah. But so, I mean, is it, what is it? Do you think this is Roger Goodell again? Like, just not. Well, it is Roger Goodell. This is Roger Goodell. Yeah. Roger so, Goodell I mean, has the, he had the power. NFL players voted on this. Roger Goodell has the power on this, and he chose this. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what is it? What is he afraid of? Why is he afraid? Why do you, why do you think he's afraid to dish out punishment to NFL players? He's not afraid to give out punishment. The problem is that a lot of players have a problem is there is no type of like, rhyme or reason like you're you're thinking like some things are said like if it's if it's a drug ban it's automatic four games and if you get popped again it's eight games okay but what about but we're talking about domestic right and domestic's an unknown unknown that's probably that probably was not discussed when they had the last cba collective bargaining agreement but how could they not discuss it though it's like that was the hottest topic last season last season collective bargaining agreement doesn't happens around every 10 years is it every 10 years you think that with all the media attention that was brought to this issue that they would have done something in the you know over in the off season to address this but again it's like with the nfl beyond what's in stone mm-hmm. if it's in stone like the marijuana thing if you get popped for marijuana or top, any type of drug any type of like unknown substance in your system automatic for bam but the problem is that when it comes to other things outside the rulings of nfl like domestic violence whatever Domestic violence is whole discretion of Roger Goodell. And a lot of players taking angry with it because you have other NFL players that have had domestic problems, domestic abuse issues, and they get for four games. Boom. Three games. Two games. This kicker, Josh Brown, who's been with the Giants for a long time, get hit with one game suspension, which is literally a slap on the wrist. He's a kicker. Yeah, yeah. And the part that makes really no sense and that hurts a little bit more is New York Giants fans if you're a fan of your giants you should be a little more outraged and you need to be standing up to your team to let them know that you guys should be suspending josh brown a little bit more yeah, the yeah. players teams have the right to do that as well because sometimes if something happens and roger goodell hasn't placed a um a sanction on it, i guess that's what i use for it the team could be like look josh brown we're, we're gonna sit you four games mm-hmm. now because guess, now because the uproar of yeah, yeah. what's happened now Today, they report that the New York Giants signed a new kicker, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, chances are the Giants are like, dude, we're getting such bad press because people are saying that we suck because we kind of do right now. Y'all suck, Giants. That <laughs> they're probably going to cut Josh Brown now yeah. because all the hell they got. But the damage is done because you're allowed this to happen and yeah. you didn't do anything, whatever. And NFL football already has a bad reputation and idea of not connecting women, not treating women properly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, we do. They and they try to compensate by doing every October the breast yeah, cancer awareness yeah. nice. Everybody's wearing pink, everything. That's cool. But again, stuff happens with these football players, and it's like whatever. Football players womanize women. They womanize them. Sometimes they beat them. 
and everything else, and it's kind of like whatever, and it's not. And it's not every football player, but it definitely comes with a territory if you watch the show Ballers. Oh, yes. I love Ballers. That's such a great show. I got to throw that little plug in for Ballers. I love Ballers, too. Um, I haven't seen a lot, I haven't seen a lot much of the second season, but it's a free sweet-ass show if you haven't seen it. Oh, dude. I think one of these days we're gonna have to have, I'll have to have you over. We'll just binge, we'll just, you can binge watch this season. It's been so good, dude. So good. I, 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 would, I would take that up because um, it's good stuff. But, I mean, it's just NFL. There's need – well, I guess the, the, the irritation is themselves. okay. You got so I get it. There's no standard in place currently for domestic abuse. Got Correct. It. But reasonable man theory. If I give some, if if the rules say I got to give someone an automatic four game suspension for drugs, mm-hmm. I should be able to look at these rules and go, okay, where's domestic violence rank amongst these issues? Correct. Well, it's probably you know. Granted, I don't want people, my players, taking drugs, but. I'd rather them take drugs and beat their wives. So I can assume that this is probably a much – requires a much harsher penalty. So I can go, let's see. So drug abuse – so taking drugs is a four-automatic four-game suspension. Mm, domestic violence would probably maybe be a five- or six-game suspension then. Correct. So, and I mean, that, it, it's, it's, it's reasonable correct. man theory. Any, You're right. Any, any, any intelligent individual can look at that and go, so what is it about Roger Goodell that says, oh, it's not written in stone? What do I do? And that's where that's where people in the uproar is coming from. It, that's where the uproar. That's where the uproar is coming can, from. NFL could allow can keep him around for much longer. They're stuck. Now, Roger Goodell has a contract. Yeah. Have, have you seen concussion? By the way, we, no. We'll, tell the truth. Yeah. So con- in concussion, tell the truth. They, they talk. They, had, they apparently wrote again. This is I'm only basing this off the movie, but it's supposed to be based on fact. Okay. So Roger Goodell apparently is a product. Of the NFL trying to cover up the concussion thing, because they were they they were trying to find somebody that the so all the board members they need they needed somebody that they could basically can control because they wanted to put this concussion uh, um, situation you know away. So they basically they voted on Goodell, knowing that they could basically stick their hand up his ass and make him talk like a puppet. Nice. So it's so I wonder if this is another situation where the board the board the board members are basically saying trying to, for lack of a better term, cover up these discretions. All right. Well, here's here's not to be all conspiracy theories. Not conspiracy but, thing, but all right. Let me let me throw some facts. I guess the facts would be is Roger Goodell is hired from, hired by the owners. Right, Roger the Goodell works. Not the board so, members, the owners. Yes, right, yes. so Roger Goodell works for the owners. Yep. So when their last previous owner, not owner, but commissioner, Paul Tagliabue, mm-hmm. you know, everybody liked Paul Tagliabue and how everything else. When Roger Goodell took over, they did a new collective bargaining agreement. The, yep. the collective bargaining agreement is something that the players mm-hmm. vote on. Okay. The NFL Players Association vote on it. So the rules that are instilled right now, the players agree to it. Mm-hmm. So if you sit at home and you're a fan of football and you hear about your football player um, sitting there not showing the training camp because he wants a new contract, he's upset with his contract. When you have our players talking about mad because I got spent for X amount of games and drug testing, da da da. These are all things that the players said that you know what? Let's get this deal signed because I'm not making any money because we're all on strike because we yeah, want yeah. a new deal. Let's just. Sign whatever contract they gave us, and let's go back to work mm-hmm. to not lose any games. Because that was a couple of years ago, and then boom. We didn't miss any games before our prior to year, but we had that same year. If you remember, we had problems with referees that year. Yeah, yeah. Because referees were working on a new deal themselves. Yep. So we had the scabs, and then he finally worked it out. And then NFL, because the scab referees were like, nope. 
I mean, the real referees were like, nope. And they had the scabs in there. The scabs were fucking games up. <laughs> and then the NFL finally said, all right, man, what's y'all demands? We'll do it. Mm-hmm. And then they straightened everything out. And all the regular ones came back to work. And yeah, all yeah, is yeah. well in the Shire. NBA, a couple of years ago, like maybe early 2000s, or maybe late 90s, I want to believe. But no, it was early, mid 2000s, whatever. They had a big strike. And they missed four months of basketball. Because oh, wow. they said, because they said, no. Yeah. <laughs> they said, no. Nice try. You think you have the power? We have the power. Mm-hmm. You can have games without us. But the NFL players, I'm sorry to say this, I love football, but they're kind of stupid. Because <laughs> they live by the idea that, they, all right, if you don't play football and you do everything else, you don't get paid. You know what I mean? But at the same time, hey, they should have held out and try to get a better deal. Baseball players, basketball players, they get paid. Oh, Fo- yeah. Football players right now were upset about basketball players because the basketball. Oh, we saw they signed, yeah. yeah, we, we, saw, oh, yes, we commented good. on that. <laughs> that was good stuff. Yeah. So they're upset about the whole situation, but they need to get over it. Yeah. Because they agreed with Aaron Rodgers. He's the GOAT because Aaron Rodgers said that. Aaron Rodgers said, uh, I don't know why we're all upset. We agree to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to shut up. We agree to this. We decided it was a good idea to let this one man have the power, the sole power, to hurt us. Yeah. And when something goes bad and doesn't go our way, then we're like, NFL Association, help us. And let's, we need to take the Supreme Court. And we need to do this and that. It's bullshit, man. Accept your punishment. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, I love that guy. He's an asshole, dude. <laughs> you broke your cell phone, you're an idiot. You know what I mean? You if you accept your you should accept your punishment and called it, but you waste our time for a damn year over a fucking broken cell phone, or wait, wait, a, defla- a broken cell phone on delayed deflated footballs. Oh, okay, yeah, we know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, but it's it over the cell phone. But that's that's the whole big thing on that. So you got a suspension and all the other players, and now you got the Algeris now with the the news people with Algeris. They're upset. They said that these football players. Or eight use HGH, and these football players are like not trying to talk to NFL. And NFL's like, if you're not trying to help us clear your clear your name up, and they say you did it, we're gonna spend you games. Hmm. They're now saying like, all right, we'll talk to you guys now because <laughs> again, you guys aren't sticking to your guns. Stick to your guns, man. I didn't do it, and you guys aren't gonna do this to me. But they're not gonna do that. As so I just kind of tip my hat to NBA players because they're like, dude, no. And they hold NBA players hold the power. That's why they make the most money. Football players, get over it, man. And this whole CTE stuff. Let me tell you something. Not one football player on the football field has ever had a gun to his head saying that you need to get on the field and play football. They chose that job. Yeah, yeah. They chose that job. Yeah. Our soldiers that go out in there and fight in Afghanistan, Iraq, and all that stuff, whatever, they chose that job. They understand dying out there is a possibility. Yeah. They chose that job. You know? These football players, you get CTE because you decide to say, I got a concussion. I'm not going to tell nobody because I like the millions of dollars I make. Mm-hmm. It's a job you chose. That's true. And I'm sorry. I mean, it, it sounds cold. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've never had a concussion before in my life. You know, I shouldn't. The way my life projecting, I shouldn't have any concussions say, ever. Yeah, well, yeah, you're never, never, never going to have multiple concussions. That's <laughs> you know, but never have any way, you know? But at the same time, hey, you decided to make millions. You like signing that contract. You like that 24, 25, 50 million guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, you're getting hit in the head and you don't want to lose that money because you're like, man, I got concussed. That's part of the job. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say the NFL right now, I love the NFL, but probably in the next 15 to 20 years, it's going to dip. Think so? Yeah. It's going to dip because football players are telling their sons and sons oh, and daughters yeah, yeah, play yeah, basketball. Yeah, yeah. But, that, but that's, okay, but that's, that, that aside though, like, this domestic, the domestic violence thing though. Yeah. 
I didn't know way around it. NFL wives, Grant did not ask to be beaten. By no, they do not. They do not ask it. But <laughs> his it, wife, at the same time, now Josh Brown's wife, I don't know. Oh, crap. I don't want to say this either, but it's this. <laughs> it, I don't want to say what initially came to my head. My my initially has said she's kind of asking for it. But no, um, the she isn't asking for it, but she has better wife syndrome. She's been hit so many times yeah, yeah. that every time that the cops will say, hey, let's press charges, she says no. See, yeah, that's unfortunate. That's very unfortunate. But, yeah, and but, that, and it sucks because it's like you can't help nobody that wants to be right. that doesn't want to be helped. And, and that's where the, the, you come to the cops. I need help. I need help. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, don't don't lock my husband up. Just help me get away from him so he can calm down. We'll be good. Yeah, you know, and that sucks. Well, I don't know. To me, the NFL should definitely do something. I think they will. I think ultimately they probably will. Oh no! They, the, I think Giants are going to do. Giants the Giants are right themselves. Yeah, Giants they're they're going to cut yeah. this guy and he's going to go off the oblivion. He's thirty seven year old kicker, yeah, dude. Yeah. You've had a career, Josh. You're a Pro Bowl. You're a Pro Bowl kicker last year. Bye. You know what I mean? They'll they'll move on. You're a kicker. You're a dime a dozen. Yeah. Well, I mean, you always find him or something. Yeah, you're a dime. A, you know, you're a dime a dozen kicker. Bye. No, I mean like, but to get some for to further punishment, find his ass or something. I don't know. They're going to just cut him. He won't get his guaranteed one million dollars a year. Oh, okay. That's it. That, I mean, that, that's that's, that's going to happen. That's yeah. that's going to be the result. You're going to look back a couple of days. Josh Brown's gone. Mm. When he when he's covering the team, I'll send you a text. <laughs> like he's he's cut. I told you. You know what I mean? But hey, that's that's the NFL right now. Though fantasy football season is happening right now. Mm. Um, if you're going to watch football, I would say next weekend be the good time to watch football because next preseason game three is usually the dress rehearsal. Oh, the players yeah, that don't yeah. usually play will be playing that game to get some game time. So we actually see some real football. be really hitting each other. You're going to know if your team is good or your team sucks. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that's going to be because all this other stuff we're seeing, eh, preseason game three is where you need to show out because after preseason game three is where the big cuts happen. Yeah. You know, and then people on the fringe maybe see on team will play game week four. But week three is where the big cuts happen. So it's dress rehearsal. People are – this is where teams are implementing their actual defenses, their actual offenses. You actually see stuff, real stuff happening. We might see Tom Brady play next week. You yeah, know what I mean, because yeah, he's, he's on he's suspended right now. He's playing other players that have been suspended for a while. Josh Brown, he's going to play. I mean, you, you, all these players are going to play. So we got to see who they are and how they play. And they're going to be gone for next. And then football season starts two weeks, which is great. That's the best part of the Olympics being over because football's back now. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to miss a lot of it because of my schedule. But I understand. Either, either way. But, hey, folks, we are uh, closing in on an hour. It's been a great podcast. Great to be back, man. Yeah. It was a lot of we fun. got to get back in the rhythm do, of doing we this. We do. really do. Uh, well, how are you looking this weekend? You got work this weekend? I am good Sunday. All right, let's, we'll podcast again Sunday then. We'll, fi- we'll, uh, we'll figure something out. All right, guys. It's been great. Great, great back talking to you. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll see you hopefully after su- Sunday. We'll have another podcast. Yeah, we'll get some, hopefully we've seen a movie or something. We'll, we'll yeah. do something. We'll figure it out. Yeah. All right, everybody. Y'all have a good night. God bless. <laughs>